You only need to flick through Amory Laverne's Instagram feed to see that the guy does not sit still. And it made me wonder, this fact, whether he survived during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, lockdowns were a big thing in parts of Spain and, and broadly in Europe. And um, Amory Laverne, he enjoys to live his life to its fullest. And um, he's a very interesting guy. He's a very intense guy in and out of the water. Um, he, it's like he's got muscle fibres that are firing at a higher frequency. Um, very much a legend, very much one of the one of the greatest riders to ever be on a bodyboard. And it was really interesting to hear in this podcast episode just how he approached the pandemic and and what it's been like for him in the Canary Islands, which is a which is an island full of bodyboarders and a very unique place. So. Thank you so much to Amori for jumping on the podcast and a huge thank you yet again to Bodyboard King for their support of the Le Boogie podcast. Enjoy. Well, a very warm welcome. Bienvenue to uh, Maury Laverne, all the way from the Canary Islands. Welcome. Yes, thanks, Josh. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, it's to be part of it. My pleasure, my pleasure. This is another episode of the Survive or Thrive podcast series by La Boogie, a special series limited to 10 episodes, actually, and you are one of the last ones I'm recording, and this is asking the question of whether you survived or thrived during the year that was 2020, the year of the pandemic. So the short question, did you survive or did you thrive? Um, uh, 2020, I survived. Oh. I survived. Okay. And I'm now 2021, I'm going in the freeze. Okay. So you're thriving now. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I I think so. And in, okay. in my world and in my concept of of the life I'm trying to have, I'm pretty sure I was surviving last year, like pretty. Uh, yeah, maybe the 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 craziest time I had in my family life, at least. Yeah. Um, and in my bodyboarding career, that that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it could be like some different uh, aspect in financially aspect in. In in terms of future, I'm I'm looking for uh, as a as a bodyboarder, and uh, many 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 things just change the vision I had from life uh, in mm-hmm. the last few months. So yeah, I've been surviving. I made it, and now I'm pretty sure I'm on a good track. Okay, so what 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 was it in 2020 that you found particularly challenging? What what were the things that kind of put you into survival mode? Can you paint a picture for the listener? Um, so yeah, just, just losing a couple, like in just in, in a couple of weeks, I just lost pretty much all the vision I had from the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I mean, on the short term plan, like where I will be, how I'm going to make income for the year, um, the project with my family, the project with the academy, everything went down in just a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. uh, with all the restriction I could see from from traveling or, or, or the lockdown in France that really affected uh, our sniper at some stage or yeah. just my 
professional life been been just not changing, just shutting down mm. uh, for just in a couple of weeks. Um, and then the relation I could have with the with the rest of the world in terms of travel and in terms of freedom to move on the planet that mm. makes me change change my world vision that that the concept I had from the life I was having and and how I, I want I want to make it uh, a living. Mm. So that was the, that was the main change in my life. Just trying to like, I was already t- changing a bit my way to be in the last few years with my academy. And not really focus on the tour, so that was a bit the turn I'm trying to uh, to develop in the last few years. But yeah, with that with that COVID situation, it's just that my turn was not the right one. I mean, yeah. in terms of travel and organizing course uh, worldwide and stuff like that. So I just had to step back and 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 focus on something just I had around me here in the Canaries. And actually, there is a lot of potential, but maybe I had the I not have the I didn't have the right vision. To mm. see like the potential I, of things I had just around me, don't need yeah. to go that far. So I just yeah get back on focusing on on these things around me. I mean, when it when in the lead up, yeah, like I guess my memory of 2019 with you was kind of you were very much in a in a bit of a transition where you were prioritizing the academy. You had um, kind of special uh, coaching experiences in different countries. Like you were, you seem to be going to all these places. Like, I mean, did you, did you went down to Senegal, you were kind of over in Costa Rica, you were, you were really kind of expanding and, and on the mainland of France, you know, uh, it looked like it was kind of a, a year of change towards a new thing for you. And I mean, you, you, you were kind of not so concerned with the competitive landscape. It seemed you were just much more interested in one or two events but also kind of building this kind of career um and you're saying that really just kind of got affected very quickly with COVID huh it just really slowed everything down there yeah exactly I, I went to like my last academy I did worldwide was in Costa Rica in yeah. February 2020 yeah just before that COVID thing started and I had a crazy good year planning like with course yeah. in yes, France and Spain mainland and I had to go to Portugal. I was going in yeah. Indo with some guys from uh, Ivory Coast. Yeah, I had like a really good year of that academy is going. Yeah. Uh, and a few events because I like to compete, but it's true that I'm trying to do it with a different mindset. Yeah. More having fun and having a, like a short term challenge and not like a long term pl- challenge with like a world title or something like that. So yeah. Just changing a bit the way I was going to compete just with a few events. So yeah, my academy, which is my main income for the last few years, uh, yeah, with all this restriction coming down in like a couple of weeks, I just had all my years going off. Yeah. Um, and yeah, l- lucky I had like things already running a little bit in the calories, not much, but with my mm. academy locally here, I, already, I always had a bit of movement and so yeah. I just decided focus mainly on that and, and make, make, and yeah, growing my academy locally here. Yeah. Right. I mean, that was, um, I've, I've witnessed your academy locally. It looks like a lot of fun and there's a lot of local, um, talent in the Canaries. Um, have you managed to grow it? Like, has it actually grown like that kind of restriction, you not being able to travel, you not being able to compete internationally and, and expand the coaching experience internationally. Did you, did you find that you could, you could achieve the growth that you needed to keep the kind of the wheels moving in, in the, in your life. 
Um, yeah, um, so yeah, I've been focusing on the academy mainly for the for the last year actually, and yeah, yeah. it's growing. It's growing a lot. I've got many many people asking for course here in the Canaries. Many kids, especially since for a few months, all the collective sport like volleyball or basketball, exactly. soccer, are way off. Yeah. And so individual sport like bodyboarding or surfing was allowed and. And, yeah. and that's one of the you know, the respect and that the beach is the only place where you don't need to have a mask on. So yeah, all these right. things making up that everybody was going to the beach and everybody wanted to have their, their kids uh, moving their body and just doing something. So yeah, yeah, I had a lot of demands for the last year. And I also had a lot of demands on a private course, like, I mean, uh-huh. just with white person. This is something I'm doing for like the last three months now. Okay. I just starting that and I have a lot of demands because most of the, the training uh, place being shut down. Everybody's yeah. doing yoga and sports outdoor and many people have been asking me for private course. So I'm, I'm, I'm really on it for the last uh, few weeks now. That's cool. I can imagine, um, you know, I've seen a bit of your training in action. I think it's quite well documented online when you, when Amori trains, he trains for real. Um, it's kind of, uh, is it quite intense? The training that you're doing with people? Is it, is it like train like a Maori or is it, are you more tailoring it? Towards uh, yeah, I've, I've got different, uh, types of clients, but yeah, yeah like my main client, but the first guy I'm trying with, he was, he's like a, a guy that's working a lot. He's a lawyer and, and working like 15 hours a day. And, wow. and, and yeah, he, he always liked a bit of bodyboarding, but a really low level. And it was just, oh, I have more time now. I need to, to get to do sport and be healthy. And that was the, his mm. main, main focus, not really on bodyboarding, like technically, but he liked the sport and he's like, oh, I need courses. I need someone that motivates me to do sport. And, and so we have to talk about many stuff. I mean, he's not training in my intensity. But mm. we are talking about nutrition. We are talking about training. I'm talking about um, the the routine he could have with with his life work and mm. and, and the bodyboarding. And we are doing like great. I mean, like two months ago, he was surfing like one foot beachy, and we just surfed like six foot agujero the other day. <laughs> I mean, on the shoulder and, and the shoulder and just dropping there. But that was just such Sweet. a big improvement in like a couple of weeks. So. So I like that. I like that because my energy is focusing on one person mm. uh, and really can see the, the result of my work in a couple of days and weeks. So it is, this is a good feeling for someone trying to share his vision. Mm. And I've got some different, yeah, different uh, character of clients. But now, for example, I've got a girl that contact me and she's just never did Billy Ball before. So that's like yeah, a right. full beginner course. But wow. that's, uh, I can see that it's not really what I'm looking for for the private course. I really like the one with intermediate level that I can surf with and we can share like a bit, a bit more, a deeper training, yeah. I would say. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. That's interesting. I wish I could book in. might help me win a comp one day if I could get a one-on-one with the Mori. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not like that guy. Like that guy last week tell me, no, like two weeks ago, like, Amory, I want to surf outside from... Canaries, let's go to Galicia. And we went to Galicia for like a weekend wow. and surfaces are there. And, and, and yeah, it was super cool. Like, That's I mean, a really cool opportunity. And, and, and now, but now things are, things seems looking a bit better for this year. I'm already having many, many plans for courses. We are just waiting that restriction just, just get a yeah. bit more softer. 
Mm. Um, I've got a course with Alex Uranga and Alex Sebastian, which is, which is another uh, Basque rider. Yeah, uh, yeah. Got, uh, in Spain, you've got like a, a, a surf school. I'm going to do like a, a class there like mid-June. Right. So I'm happy. And I've got this guy that want me, maybe wants to go in Portugal too, like visit Kielwi with me. And I don't know. I've got, I got a few plans coming up. That's great. That's it's great. It's why so, I'm saying I'm, I'm mm. happy these days because I'm getting back on action. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's take ourselves back into 2020, though, and it's really good to hear that things are happening in 2021 for you. Um, with the disruption of COVID in the Canary Islands, you, you know, what what was it actually like there in the beginning? And and try to maybe give us a little bit of a history lesson of the the experience of the of COVID nineteen from the Canary Island perspective. Like how how did it all kind of go down? Okay, so yeah, we I was just coming back from from Costa Rica at the end of February, mm. and I was already listening like this time COVID and China and blah blah blah. But I remember that never imagined that I would get to Europe and and it would turn like that. Mm. But I was already hearing like something. Oh, there is a virus coming out from a laboratory in China. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So and then we get I get there end of February, uh, beginning of March, and then I heard in the news that it's there that. I was like, wow, this is like a movie. And I remember that on the 16th of March, they just locked on us, locked us down, sorry. Yeah. And, and, and it was like a full lockdown from one day to the other and, and watching the news, okay, you can get out. And there, will, there was military like on the coastline, like helicopter coming down to the coastline, see if people is not swimming and stuff like that. I was like pretty heavy. Yeah. So there was like, no really swimming heavy. then? There was no like, no swimming. You that was leave like the house. for like a, that was like for two weeks. So me, yeah, okay. essentially, like now I can say it and because, but me, like this is the, the first part that I really uh, tried to enjoy was my house at this mm. moment. I was just realizing like, wow, I'm, I'm really uh, lucky to where I'm living in because yeah. it's pretty much isolated and, and there was not too many people around. I mean, I had some friend of mine talking with me these 10 days in, in the, in the town center with, and it was like, it was pretty heavy. Like there was no way you can get out from your house. I mm. mean, here I could go in the street. I was sometimes going swimming, running down to my place, have a swim, yeah. coming back, or playing soccer in front of my house. I mean, I, I had a, a decent lockdown, if I can say that. Yeah. But that was for two weeks. And I was thinking, and the waves were pretty good this time. I'm so, sure. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Like I was tough some days. I mean, but I was like, oh, this is only two weeks. That's okay. And then when it extended to two more weeks, I said to Malini, oh, I'm going to go surfing. I need to surf. I'm going to go surfing maybe before dark or first light, like 20 minutes. I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. But like, I never did it. I, I, I jumped in my car two times, uh, start to drive, and I just turned around and went home. Oh, <laughs> uh, dear. It's tough so that, for the listener to understand, but you know where you live in the Canaries, you've got a quite a good view straight into Fronton. So, I mean, when it's pumping, you know, you can kind of you you can very much tor torment yourself from a distance. And, yeah, no, it was it was yeah. difficult, and then they extended two more weeks again, so that went to the fifth wow. of May, or from yeah. the sixteenth of March to the fifth of May. Wow! And then they open it. Um, they open it, but with some timetables. That means it was like from six to the morning to eight. It was for the old people to walk and to be out there. Then from eight to twelve midday, it was for like 
people doing sport, like adults doing sport outdoor. And then wow. from midday to 6 p.m., it was for kids. So kids wow. get out. And then again from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m., it was again from the old people or something like that. You know, it was pretty Jeez. heavy. Jeez. That's very, yeah, that must have been hard to regulate. Were there police just yeah. kind of checking oh. IDs and ages or? Yeah, exactly. It was really wow. hard. And then us pretty much, we could surf from 6 in the morning to 10. That's perfect. So we were doing that. But you know how yeah. tides are important. Yeah, the that is true. In the morning, true. it was not working. And in the oh, afternoon, it was shit. good. <laughs> oh, shit. That's so that, that was like for 10 days. And then we had like a, a, they call it like a passport for the, for the athlete, for the professional athletes. Uh-huh. For many sports. And from bodyboarding through the, through the surfing federation, mm-hmm. we had like a passport so we can go surf any time of day. So to have it, you had to be like, you had to be on the list of the, of the, of the federation, like a, like a, like athletes and stuff. It was a bit, complicated to be there like i mean i know many many canadian riders have been fighting to be on that list so we were maybe 10 guys on the island that could surf anytime right 10 guys yeah maybe 10 guys william luhan jonathan vega Lionel wow. Medina, carlos suarez these guys and me wow. i had it the french federation because i'm on the list on the french federation not on the spanish federation so wow. I had this passport, so I, I could go surf anytime. So that was pretty crazy because we were surfing in the morning until 10 with everyone. And then at 10, most of the guys had to leave and we could stay there. So it That's was, crazy. It, it, yeah, it was crazy because like me, I was feeling weird, like to see most of the Canadian rider, they had to run like, like at quarter to 10 and the police were coming and see if everybody left and then ask us for our passport. Like, what are you guys doing there? Okay, you have the passport, blah, blah, blah. It was crazy. <laughs> wow. Wow. What a, so, what a yeah, perk though, was, you know? Yeah. Wow. That was heavy. And then they opened it to everyone. Just a couple of weeks after, uh, they opened it to everyone. So everyone could surf at any time they want. Mm. And, and now, and then they've been... Um, Going forward, going backwards, and today, right now, it's it's uh you can be out in the street after eleven of eleven p.m. Right. That was ten p.m. yesterday. They changed it like uh, yesterday night. It changed to eleven. It was ten before ten p.m. Wow. Okay. So you know, so in Canary, now people leave late. You know, it's, yeah. it, and now it's slightly like nine nine thirty. It's the the suns go down. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. You know, so it's just changed a lot the life of people. I mean, not really my life because I'm already like uh, learning a bit early and with the family, cooking at home. But for people that like having a, like a small nightlife, it's just yeah. it's over for the last uh, year and a half. Wow, that's tough. That's tough. I mean, and obviously you, you're a different character. You got a family. You you kind of got responsibilities. I'm sure your your partying days and your big late nights are quite far behind you. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's, um, the last one we did, we did like uh, after the fronton king because the fronton happened yeah. last year in October with a crazy protocol, you know, like we had, yeah. like, to be in, uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Like some team, like color teams, you have to be in the red color on the green color. You have to be on one side of the structure and you are white. Wow. You have to be on the other side of the structure. Like it was heavy. Crazy, crazy. Could so very regimented. Yeah, yeah, a lot. That was like really crazy. Taking your temperature every time you get in or get out from the structure, it was like wow. It's it funny because 
you know, I don't want to generalize about the the culture of Spanish people because it is a multicultural place, you know, in so many ways. When you think of Spain, the Canaries are different from Madrid, which are different from the Basque, which are different from Sevilla. But it's kind of funny because the one thing that always seems to be connecting, at least from my perspective, you know, with with people from that part of the world is that they're pretty like kind of loose, you know, they're kind of like having a good time, but you know, anything goes big parties, big passion, big kind of, um, yeah. Like I, I just, the, this regimented organization, it just seems so foreign to see, but I mean, is, is that just my twisted view? Is Spain quite a regulated and regimented place outside of COVID or is this all new for people to be so restricted? No, it's really new. People are here. Yeah. But like you said, people here used to have so much freedom, you know, yeah. and, and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a pretty, I mean, it's a really safe place. Yeah. Uh, Canaries people used to be there, like, I mean, in the street, like have a big nightlife, you know. Exactly, yeah. Uh, no rules. Oh, yeah. Uh, just living life, uh, uh, yeah, intensely here for yes. sure. And, yeah. and these restrictions are pretty heavy, man. It's it's uh, like I mean, people get to be used to now because it's been a, pretty much a long time. But uh, I mean, the first few weeks and months have been heavy, like a really a big social crisis. You know, like yeah, heavy, really heavy. Yeah. How has it affected your friends there? You know, because I mean, you, as you said, you're a bit of a unique character because, you know, you're from Reunion Island. So you're kind of not culturally probably the same in many ways to the Canary Islanders, although you've lived there a long time now. So you're probably adapting your lifestyle a bit, but with your kind of focus and your discipline, you know, you're a multiple world champion. So, you know, you, you get that by being disciplined. Um, you know, what, what, how how did your kind of the community of bodyboarders kind of go there? Was there much kind of mental health problems? Could, did you notice that guys were really struggling to deal with this kind of rigid new lifestyle that they had to abide by? Um, I mean, this winter, I think I I, I was I, I was seeing more people in the water because yeah. there was no party, there was no other spot to do. There was uh-huh. no other sport to do, and and so I could see like more. I don't know, like people getting in the routine and surfing a lot, and we saw Elliot Morales coming back to the bodyboarding scene here in the Canaries. I don't yeah. know, many guys were surfing, and it was, and we had a really good winter. So it was like that was a good vibe this winter. I mean, in this cool. type of bodyboarding, everybody was there early, and 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 I don't know, like good motivation with with the best guys here. I really liked it. So cool. yeah, most of, of most of my friends that that I know like to party and stuff like that, they are a bit a bit a bit lost in this in this way. Okay. And the young bodyboarders, like guys like Lionel Medina or Javier Dominguez, that's yeah. training here all the winter, they are a bit lost in terms of there is no world tour, there is no contest, there is yeah. no industry at this moment. So they're reaping, but they don't know really. Sometimes I'm pretty sure they don't know why they do it. Like yeah. what I'm I'm just putting a bit my study on the side and trying to reaping every day, but what the point? Mm, understand problem. because I don't know, that was maybe a, a, what I, I could see, you know, like people lost a bit motivation at the end of the winter because I can see that people are thinking, wow, why are we doing it? Really, it's mm. because there is no industry, there's no world tour, you know, so I can feel that. But there, like, I mean, yeah, the, the routine of many of my friends has, has, has changed a lot. Mm. Has changed a lot. Yeah. Um, 
and now they are getting back because it's summertime and yeah people are, i don't know now we, we can't we can't be more than four people together at this stage right oh, now okay okay so that is still quite socially restricted in terms yeah. of socializing yeah. yeah exactly yeah and you have to be like people from your family wow yeah, and yesterday I was at my friends, I'm a friend, and we were like five, six people, you know, in like on the terrace and having a little beer at the sunset, you know, because this is this is this is the big party at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> a party of having six. a beer, you know, and at nine o'clock I was just I was at home. Yeah, wow, wow. You know, um, but yeah, it didn't yeah. change my much my my routine, but many of my friends are, I'm pretty sure, more healthy. But yeah. maybe a little bit more boring. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, and you were just a little bit boring already, but really healthy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean I was just in my routine, it didn't change much, but yeah. Like I was saying before, the last party we had, it was like a party we did after the Fronton King last year. Yeah. Because there was no official party. Because they right. could not organize any official party. So we had like a barbecue with the competitors and, and it yeah. was cool. But wow. something uh yeah, pretty quiet that because no music almost, no, can be more than, at this stage it was like 10 people, so we were maybe 12, you know, it was yeah. something small. Pushing the limits. That's funny yeah, to think about the limits, that crazy. Yeah, it's, it's funny to think about that difference because, you know, the Fronton King is quite famous for putting on so many big social and, uh, you know, events, everybody coming together. You got big DJs up on yeah, the, the concert. You have the concert. You have the ceremony yeah, with the flags. Yeah, you have so and the final party. Now this year it was just uh, such a big difference. You know, in terms uh, of everything. That sucks. That sucks. But hey, it's great that the organizers did manage to pull something together. I know that exactly. Like, People around the world, you know, they're quite thirsty to see people competing again. And I know, you know, at least it, because everything has been disrupted so much and. Yeah, there's been um, a lot be of the, same, the only event that yeah. we could see this year still. Yeah. Hopefully, Sintra will happen, but it, yeah. it, they could be like the only event. So, yeah. So yeah, I guess good to have something to uh, to compete and like a structure that that are, are, are able to organize an event. Yeah, exactly. No, it's really cool. It's really cool. Coming coming back to you and your personal kind of journey through 2020. Um, you know, you did mention that the you, you mentioned kind of in in part of what you've already said that, you know, the sniper bodyboards kind of took a really big hit um, in terms of what their ability to kind of sell things. But I mean, did, did you find, was it a, did you get a bit of a squeeze from your sponsors? Did, was it a tough time for you in that respect financially? Did it really kind of drop off or, or were you able to kind of keep um, things kind of progressing with sponsors whilst also kind of focusing on the, the academy? um yeah since a couple of years anyway my sponsor not is not as as it was back yeah. in the days um okay. i mean the, the pretty much the only sponsor that have been paying me for the last um, four years in sniper yeah i mean i'm i'm with reflex but i'm i'm selling reflex in the canary so it's how i make money with reflex yeah uh so yeah my main income was the academy for the last four years but i always had a really good relationship with sniper they've been helping me so much in my career but since mm. i dropped off a bit from the two i didn't i didn't add all these needs really for my like focusing on my career yeah so yeah last year i've been tough with them because with all the lockdown and the main market for sniper it's europe so mm. all, the, all the restriction in europe have been slowing down everything yeah then, luckily we had like a good summer because after all the lockdown 
there was like a boom in the in the in the uh, in the industry in Europe, like in July and August last year. Cool. It's been passing for many brands and and brands more international, maybe like Science or Hubboard. They had a really good year last year. Yeah, it seems like that. Getting mm. back in the water and many people could not do any sports anywhere else that's outdoors. So I don't know. I heard that there was a, a boom last year. After yeah. The lockdown. That seems to be the story and, in Australia. Exactly. Yeah. And then now Sniper, there was another lockdown in France, like not as strict as the one last year, but mm. it was it was affecting like the orders and stuff like that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I had the end at, at the end of the at the end of the day. Uh, I, I had with sniper what they had to pay me. It takes a bit. Of, it takes a bit. Of, I had to to get a bit of passion, yeah. passions to get what I have to get. But I had it, and then now I jumped to another year of contract. So yeah, I'm I'm happy because I know it was it was, it was tough for us. It, it has been tough. It seems like you've been quite busy though, um, and maybe it was through the year, but maybe this is more of a 2021 thing, but you seem to have picked up other kind of endorsements along the way. There's like some training gear that I'm always seeing you represent, some CBD oil, I think even, and some nutrition things. And, you know, you do manage to kind of keep yourself busy, you know, working yeah, with yeah. brands. Yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to do it. Like I, I, with, in my vision, I think with my potential, I mean, with the social media, for example, yeah. I'm already happy if I've got free product. Yeah. Um, I'm always looking for a bit of income for sure, but I'm, I'm thinking that with my potential and, and I'm tired a bit of running after money, yeah, like an easy money that the sponsor can give you. So I'm, I'm just, I've been throwing down a bit, not, not, not be too, too tough with myself, and I'm be okay if a brand can help me, uh, in product I'm happy, and yeah, if cool. I can make a bit of money after that, you know, different way. Like I mean, now it's really famous that people give you like a code to sell some stuff, and if yeah. things being sell through your code, your promotion code, you've got like a percent and stuff like that. So I've been working a bit on that way with all yep. this brand that you saw. Yeah. Um, yeah. So and and it's working slowly, but it's like it's almost like a long term plan working like that. Yeah. It's not like a brand that gives you gonna do five grand just to to get a shirt on. Now it's I'm pretty sure it's tough moment to find like a decent sponsor in bodyboarding at this moment. Yeah, it seems like that's the story that's progressively kind of continued for many many years. But tip of the hat for you, you know, for kind of still going after it and still having that vision i mean it's it's cool i think for other riders who are kind of maybe looking around themselves trying to figure out a pathway forward with sponsors just to understand that it's it's tough at the top as well like a rider like you you know you're not commanding big financial payout you know you're actually working with brands delivering those kind of sales channels through your instagram and building something that's a bit more long-term a bit slower Kind of cool. I mean, it, and do, exactly, do you feel exactly. like it's a bit of new yeah. vision to see to see how the market is working and yeah. and 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 the social media is working. Yeah, exactly. Do do you find that um, do you find that not having the financial pressure up front, you know, the financial expectation, and then just kind of taking it easy with that, but then still bodyboarding and still being quite focused on your craft is that is it a more pleasurable experience for you to not have so much financial connection to your riding um yeah it's actually uh almost an extra extra motivation to not having any pressure uh, yeah. regarding my surfing like i mean yeah. lately i really suffering for myself and people yeah. think sometimes in the canaries 
I'm already crazy, you charge this way. But yeah, it's normal because I'm already getting paid for that. But I'm not really getting paid to, no. to risk my life at home. I do it really for myself. I like I like to push a bit the limits here with the wave we have. And I really, um, yeah, I really have been surfing the light, late season, the last season, sorry, with a different mindset. More mm-hmm. relaxed for, for myself. I'm happy to post some stuff on my Instagram, but I'm not making any pressure on my shoulders about that. Yeah. Uh, that, that's oh, pretty yeah. cool. I think I've been enjoying even more my surfing and I'm still progressing because I can feel that I'm, all, I'm almost at my best technical level at the, at the moment. Um, wow. And, uh, and that's an extra motivation for me and yeah, really for myself because today with the social media, you can show a bit of your surfing, but it's, it, um, it's hard with no contest and no, not too much uh, yeah, mm. events like that to really show your surfing to the world. So this season, I've been surfing more for myself, definitely. Okay, that's really cool. Did you did you find with the kind of disruptions um, in 2020 for you, did you find that, was there anything new that you looked at, you know, because you didn't have so much pressure to travel, you were kind of stuck at home. Was there anything new you decided to kind of learn along the way? Uh, just learning to be a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've been focusing on my simple thing here, like really on my house, um, yeah, on my kids. I don't know, I'm having like a nice routine here, you know, with not thinking, oh, that day I'm going to go there. Yeah, mid, mid-May I'll have to be there and blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. I've been really focusing on the day by day here and, and trying to be present with my kids because it's true that most of the last five years I've been every two weeks, I'm out of house, I'm out mm-hmm. of home. Yeah. So it was good to be here and yeah, we did like an apartment up to my place that we are renting now on Airbnb. I think um, I saw pictures of that. It looks beautiful, man. Like I, I saw it yeah, when you were in the, in the early construction phase when I was there in uh, 2019. So now nah, it looks like you really got the job done. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. We did such a cool, cool, cool uh, project and my wife is running the, the, this project. So she's loving it and yeah. she has to today. And while I'm talking with you, I'm cutting my octopus that I fished uh, two days ago. <laughs> so this is my life. You know, I've been fishing a lot down to my place and I've been yeah, doing a lot of spearfishing. I'm really, really enjoying spearfishing lately. Like cool. I always, always did, but I, I meet some new guy that I knew for a long time, but I didn't know they were li- loving uh, spearfishing so much. Yeah. So I've been sharing more with the local people. I don't know. It's, uh, I've got new friends. Outside from bodyboarding, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's been it's been changing my life <laughs> to be That's there cool. for the simple thing, and I like that. That's cool. I mean, on that question, did you find like with these new friends outside of bodyboarding? Is that is that a new thing for you? Like, have you always been quite connected to people within bodyboarding and never really had the chance to expand outside of that group just through your focus with the sport itself? Yeah, like, is, has that been hard? Definitely. I mean, uh, with the family, with maybe I'm a, bit, I'm a bit more wild with the with the years coming up, and I like to be a bit more alone with my with my routine and my family. But yeah, definitely opening my mind a bit to not focus that much on bodyboarding, and and yeah, I definitely meet new people and meet new interests, you know. And mm. I'm happy to talk about yeah, the spearfishing been <laughs> taking me a lot of attention lately, and I'm always I'm also in the mechanic well. Uh, moving um, I love like uh, mechanic of the moto and quad and stuff like that so I've been yeah working on the quad of Oliver for the last few months and I love that 
So you're becoming an engineer as well at the same time. Yeah, a little bit. No, I really liked it, but I'm, uh, it's good now. I meet people that have been helping me and I've got time to do it. You know, it's, yeah. I don't know, it's a different pleasure. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, is this, um, is the spearfishing something that, um, cause I knew that you always were interested in that. I knew that it was like a pastime, but is it really, are you, are you treating it like a whole new kind of, um, experience that you're focused on? Is it, is it, is it something that you, cause you seem like a guy who, when he focuses on a thing, he, he goes deep in the thing. Are, are you kind of, are you doing that with spearfishing now? And yeah, I'm starting starting to book up because I've got so many friends of mine like from in Réunion and other islands, some really famous bodyboarder in the French industry that came like a really good spearfishing guys. Oh. Uh, and when I was young in Réunion, I, I used to be with some guy that was that had an international level spearfishing. Yeah, I was young. I was just watching these guys, but some really good bodyboarders, uh, like for example, uh, Canson, which is like the DK World Champion 2000. Oh. This guy is from, yeah, Xavier Canson, DK, okay. and this guy is from uh, Martinique in the Caribbean. Yeah. And he's an amazing spearfisher man, like going down to maybe 50 meters right now and spearfishing Shit. some crazy stuff. You know, like just an example. But yeah, spearfishing always been a part of my life, but since I'm here, I'm really focused on bodyboarding. Mm. And, and lately, I'm getting back on, on, Beer fishing, and I meet this guy that I really love it. He's a, he's a, he's, yeah, he's an expert. And I'm really focused on gears and buying new gears, investing a bit of money on my gears and, and on my training. I don't know. Beer fishing is something that asks you to your body even more than bodyboarding. I mean, physically and mentally. Yeah. For me, totally. it's something for me. It's, it's like not maybe spear fishing, like killing fish, but just to dive. That, mm-hmm. While diving, this is just for me the most uh, crazy sport for your body and for mm. your mind. Mm. You really have to be conscious of every movement because every movement you're gonna do is gonna it's gonna cut a bit your your oxygen levels. Mm. So it's it's amazing, and the, the and the sensation after diving for me it's even better than bodyboarding. Mm. You know, like sensation on your body and your mind, something wow! It's I really really like it. Mm. I can so mix like, yeah. the hunting and the fish and see how the fish are moving and the reaction. Wow, it's, it's endless. I, I really, really like it. And it's you, the world of fears yeah. of, of uh, yes, so many small details that like in bodyboarding that you can see and, and I'm, I'm starting to really like it. That's cool. That's cool. I mean, I think there is a special feeling you get after spearfishing. It's something I do um, in Australia and it's, um, there is that uh, excitement. You get a different type of adrenaline rush too. I think it's when you're kind of holding your breath and, you know, going after something and, and hunting, it's like a different mindset. Um, yeah, in the, in exactly. the Canaries though, like it, it, it seemed like quite an abundant place underwater. I remember I went snorkeling off, uh, off front on once and there was quite a lot of marine life out there. Um, is it, what, what's the situation with sharks in the Canary Islands though? I've never really known there to be any discussion around that, but being a person from Reunion Island, which had a pretty big problem with sharks, um, what? How, how is the shark situation at the Canaries? Is there any? Have you ever had any encounters there through spearfishing? Um, yeah, I saw a few a few sharks uh, spearfishing here, but like um, I know exactly in English, but it's like sand sand sharks, you know, like it's, uh, it's yeah. a mix like a ray and a shark. Yeah, so yeah, there is shark there. Like two days ago, my good friend, a Portuguese guy, that's been here. 
he's doing a lot of paddle here. And, yep. and he said he's still like a pretty decent size. I'm uh, two days ago. Yeah, a just there outside of Hammerhead. Hammerhead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there is hammerhead. There is um, a few gray sharks, like really typical Atlantic shark yep. here, but they are pretty much outside in in the scenery close to the to the coast. And I never heard any 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 really crazy encounter. But there was an encounter. I saw some video that some guys uh, that the sharks attacked them pretty much during the spear fishing with the fish yeah. on. Yeah, sure. and they had to, they had to, they had to, uh, yeah, that to push the shark with the gun and stuff like that. But nothing really crazy here. Uh, um, you can spend the night in the world that nothing's gonna happen. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I guess it, it like you know, I know from spearfishing in Australia, you know, I've, I've been doing quite a lot lately as well, and there are a lot of sharks here, so it's kind of um, it's definitely yeah. a concern, you know, like yeah, particularly where sharks, I live. There is shark, yeah. there is lot of ray and stuff like that, but yeah. there is no dangerous species of sharks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, that's nice. That's that must be nice. And because, there is lot of yeah. fish because I'm in Frontton and all this place. It's a reserve. Here, it's, it's yep. prohibited spear fishing. Yeah, that zone. Yeah, the spear fishing it's like open in some zone and close to the other some other zone. Yeah, right. That's cool. That's cool. Give it a chance. That's um no, but that's really cool to hear. I mean, it's a is it a thing that um, you know, when you think about your travel coming into twenty twenty one, now you're looking at you know, obviously, with the if the travel restrictions ease a little bit, I'm assuming that you'll be you're you're kind of planning, um, some new experiences probably in other countries. Um, are you like packing the spear gun now? You think on those trips? uh no really but yeah for example when i was in galicia a few weeks ago i met some guy that's spear fishing too and we started to talk about spear fishing and now i'm going back there in two, in, in mid-june for that courses yeah and these guys bring me there for sure they are there are some really good spear fishing guys uh cool. maybe too good for me but this is good i love to be with good guys you know and and, and get inspired by them and and pushing you know it's and guys with experience is not nothing wrong can happen to you if you are with really good guys, you know, that yeah. are better than you. I mean, um, so yeah, hopefully I'm doing that, but no, not bringing my gears. But this is one of my dreams to, to someday do, doing like a spear fishing trip. Yeah. I would love to do that. Oh yes, that's, cool. that's one of my dreams. I don't know when, I don't know who's who and how, but I will do it one day, of course. Beautiful. Beautiful. With um with 2020, I mean, what what do you think? You've kind of mentioned that you you know you, the thing that you learned you know in terms of a new hobby or a new a new thing to learn was being being a father and kind of being there for the family and stuff like that. Um, this is something that's happened. You know, this is the most common response I've had in this series is that a lot of guys that were traveling a lot. Um, they've, they've really valued the time they've been able to have with their family. And if they've got young children, they've really valued the opportunity to be there on the ground on a very regular basis. Um, your children are kind of, uh, how old are your kids now? They're not young, super young, are they? They're kind of what seven, are the ages? seven and three, seven, so, seven and three. And yeah. three. Okay. So still quite young. So, I mean, that, that kind of, that kind of experience there, I mean, as the world starts to open up, um, which it which it seems like it will uh, in the coming year, um, has this experience slowed you down in the future? You know, is it is it going to be a tough thing for you to kind of 
get back to the same routine that you had before or is that routine before now gone for you? Is that, is that a thing of the past? Yeah, it's it, it definitely changing my life forever. That, that time out of, of that traveling routine mm. uh, is just, it's it been changing, changing my mind, of course. Um, um, like that, that, that travel I did with Gal- in Galicia was like four days and it seems like I went for a month. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, because I just backpack and an airport and then drive. And I was like, wow, I came back here like so tired. Like, wow. wow. Like if wow. I did a trip on the other side of the world. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I think I need to get back on that routine. But I'm, since my academy is working over here, I've got a private course and stuff like that. I will, I will try to really organize myself with, with one course a month and some, something I need to go on three days and come back here. Yeah. Um, there is so much to see here around Canary that something or, or, or also changed my mind. I mean, so many different waves to see on the archipel and you don't need to go that far to find different types of waves. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't like, uh, yeah, I don't need to go on the other side of the world to, to get some good waves pretty much all year long. So yeah, yeah I'm really going to focus to some trip that, that, uh, have interest for me, like financial interest for me. Mm. I really focus on that. Uh, and if I do a surf trip, I would love to be there with my family, even if it's it's it's, it's way more uh, expensive. But uh, yeah, it definitely changed my mind in terms of of, uh, of the intensity of being out of home and 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 be far away from from my family. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I mean, it sounds like, yeah, you definitely, whilst you said you survived 2020, I, I feel like it was a, a form of survival that really did set you up for the, you know, I think by most comparisons that probably people would say that you thrived, but uh, I'll let you have the last word on that. But coming into the new year, um, you know, 2021 still has a few months ahead. Um, you know, we've got things in the pipeline hopefully with bodyboarding with the world tour there's discussions about next year kind of looking looking better um what do you expect what's your plan for the rest of this year and into 2022 do, is is competition going to be something that you know if we do get a world tour on board um covid's kind of backed off are you going to do a few events you feel in the in the new calendar Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, I mean, for this year, I'm going to try to plan a couple of courses. That's, that's, that's my plan in the next two weeks, two yep. weeks and months, hopefully in Europe, mainly in Europe. But I've got, like, yeah, enough to make, like, yeah, maybe five or six courses if, if things working well. I mean, in terms of traveling restriction. Yeah. And I would be happy to compete in Sintra and Fronton this year, like two events close to my place, Fronton and Sintra. It's like, it's like pretty much in the corner. So, yeah. I would love to do the best sport event for, for this year and a few courses. That would be my, my, my goal. Then for next year, uh, yeah, my goal is to, if really the calendar or, for example, the IBC is coming through, uh, I would love to do maybe four events and trying to jump back on the top 24. Because, okay. uh, uh, because my last position was 28, so I'm not even in the top 24. So yeah. my goal would be if there is eight or 10 events in 2022, doing maybe three or four events and trying to jump in the top 24 with these three or four events. Yeah. That, that would be my goal, slowly but surely. Cool. So that's my goal because, yeah, being out of the top 24, it's pretty much impossible to have a better goal than to be in the top 24. Sure. Because I, 
I'm, I'm going to do some trials at some stage, you know, stuff like that. So yeah, it's a bit, uh, yeah, but it's a, it's a good, I think it's, it's like a small challenge doing three events and trying to jump in the top 24. Yeah, cool. I mean, well, look, that's that was my comeback. You know, this is Amori's comeback. You know, I had to I had to jump back in the trials and fight it out in with guys and just yeah, it's it's it gives it another yeah, excitement level. You know, like Arika <laughs> from Arika yeah. Fronton and Pipeline. If Pipeline is in there, or I don't know, yeah, I find cool. maybe South Africa. That's some pretty exotic. Yeah, uh, Africa and Arika Fronton and and see how I go with that. Beautiful, beautiful. That'll With be good no to say. With pressure, and you know, I'm trying to find sponsors already for this, for this, for this project of the world tour. Yeah. But yeah, like a small sponsor saying that already saying that my goal is to jump in the top 24. You know, yeah. I'm not trying to find a sponsor saying, "Oh, I want to be world champion 2022." That's not real. Sure, we'll see. We'll see how you go in those first two events, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm motivated. I'm motivated. That's great. That's great. Hey, for the listeners out there, you know, part of this podcast series is really about kind of hearing from you guys and and understanding what it is you went through, you know, understanding the different contexts of different places when it came to dealing with the pandemic. What, as the last word of this podcast, and it's all with you, this last word is, you know, what's your one piece of advice to anyone out there listening who you know, you've dealt with the year that was, um, they've been dealing with 2020 and 2021 is going to be quite similar for most people. So what's your final kind of piece of advice for people out there to help them, you know, move forward and thrive? I think um, the key is to really like a nice and healthy routine. Like as soon as possible with the things around you, if you have a family, with your family, with your most healthy friends, uh, sport, so it can be bodyboarding or whatever sport you guys like. Uh, I invite like an outdoor sport without the mask, you know. So yeah. I building like a nice and healthy routine uh, with things close to your place that maybe you didn't even realize that it was that close because your eyes were or your mind were to another dimension. It's good now, I think, to back on the simple thing that you have around you, maybe some friend that you never had time to see them for a long time or some family and, and I don't know, try to build uh, a, a nice routine with what you have around you. Um, and, and I think sometimes people are, are looking for happiness really far from home. We want to go to the side of the world, but the happiness is sometimes just around the corner. So I think it's yeah, mainly doing sports. This is super important to, 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 give hair to your body and to your mind and to your blood and to have a better and a clearer vision of what is happening right now and and yeah all about the routine an healthy routine will bring you to where you want to go mm, having goals too super important having goals like simple goals in life um that will help you to really achieve them and and and, and to wake up every morning with the with the uh, a small goals in mind that 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 make you exciting to start the day and and to and to uh, sleep well at night to start a new day after. Um, this is where I'm going. Trying to find a nice routine and and stick to it. The time the time we are living right now because we never know like how things can change. I mean, how freedom is so precious. I mean, we've got we've got freedom and but from one day to another. Uh, you can be locked down at home and with military industry. This is what I learned last year. 
So I just realized that we we have to enjoy this, this freedom that we've got now and have to serve and have to your friends and the family and focus on that. That's that's my that's my words. The book, 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 the